Mission Chats with John Crow. In this episode of Mission Chats, I continue my conversation with Warwick, hearing some of what God's been doing in and through him, as well as some thoughts on how to get involved in missions and what missions actually looks like. So I hope you'll enjoy this next episode. Something else I always enjoy hearing is a God story that you've experienced in your time of service. And I don't know if one or two things come to mind for that, but I'd love to hear, yeah, just something where you've seen God really at work. Yeah, there's lots of little things that can pop up where you don't realize the effects you have on people Hmm. until much later in life. And so a little story, this is going back to my childhood, this one. I was just a kid in the village. And when we would come down to the coast here where all the other missionaries were back before the war, mm-hmm. you know, they would actually call me a little bit too bush, a little bit too native, I guess, is what they were trying to say. Right. Uh, <laughs> but being in the village there, I could, it never really computed to me before. But my simple presence of going to church with my family in the village meant that all my friends would follow me. Okay. Because, you know, I had the candy, right. I had the football, I had, I had <laughs> sure. the bicycle, I had the fishing pole, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so they would naturally just come to church. And when we're done with church, we would go off and do kind of crazy things and then have lunch. The awesome thing now is that both of my dad's influence and me just being around is that we have one of my really good friends, a guy called Moses Bicoli. He's actually a pastor in Monrovia now. Wow. And we have have a village brother. He is Mm -hmm. a pharmacist in Nigeria, strong Christian man. We also have several other guys that were around at the time, heavily involved in church and things Mm -hmm. like that. Kind of just to say, you don't actually know the influence you have on people or what effect you have simply by being a Christian or being with your family. Mm -hmm. But from an adult perspective, we have lots of little stories. We were involved and the early years here in Liberia with a ministry outside of our community here. And there's a Canadian couple, a Liberian married a Canadian lady, and they came back to do ministry here. In fact, before even the war had finished, they came back. And their ministry was to mainly children in the area. Okay. And so we would have a church service of like 95% kids under the age of 12 and like mm. two or three adults. And it was fantastic because you could see these, we would do like little bubble stories, show little videos, and you can see their eyes just kind of absorbing everything, you know, Mm. where are they going to, some of these kids, you know, hardly ever see a TV, let alone projecting, you know, Jesus Bible stories and stuff like that. But today we don't really see too many of them now because we got heavily involved in other things, but some of those kids there, you could see that they actually, they they grabbed it. Mm. Like they really grabbed the gospel of Jesus. And to see them kind of start explaining to their friends what they had just learned and seeing them, their eyes light up as well. Right. That was a real joyous time for us. And we actually took over that ministry for a full year because the the family um, had a tragedy that they had to go back to Canada for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we were in there for a year um, ministering. And the guy who was the assistant pastor of the missionary that was there, he just grabbed everything with all the all his worth, and he's still a good friend today. Yeah, and that's a local guy. Yeah, a local Liberian guy who just has a hunger. Heart. Yeah, and it is it is great. Like you know, you look at it and go, "Wow, why am I not that hungry?" Sometimes, yeah. Just go, sure. Yeah, it's challenging. <laughs> yeah, he was he would be preparing to do like the sermons, I guess, but really they're just little Bible talks to kids. Mm-hmm. And I actually have to pair him back a bit because he was getting into, you know, the concordances and getting all these big words. And it's like, dude, uh, right. 
you have 95% of your audience under the age of 12 who have difficulty grasping normal English. You don't need sure. to go into the whole explanation of everything in the Greek words. They, you know, they don't need to know the Greek right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. later. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the Greek. I think it's always like, awesome when you can look back like that and see the impact in lives. You know, like you said, in the moment at that time, you don't know what the Lord is going to do with it. But years on down the road, you can see, yeah, just the way he's used our little efforts here and there to bring people to him and keep them in the faith and serving him. Now, that's really uh, encouraging to hear. So the next thing I always like to hear is how would you describe missions from your experience? Missions from my experience. Yeah, I think people can confuse missions as solely for missionaries. Mm Mm-hmm. While those of us who travel overseas are seen as missionaries, you know, and put on the pedestal, which we're like, no, please don't do that. We're all in ministry. It's just our going overseas to do the ministry is called the mission. Mm-hmm. And I think missions are about winning people for the Lord. But it doesn't necessarily mean doing those missions where you win people for the Lord. Because your day-to-day acts in your life are what could potentially be the way you save someone versus you're going out and actively telling people about God. Like having a conversation with someone of a different faith who is strong in their faith isn't going to result in a sudden transformation for you or the other person. There's something needs to be worked on over time. So even if you're in missions, you're not necessarily going to see the result until much later, or someone else will tell you years later, oh, I met this guy who you sat down with him for five minutes on the side mm-hmm. of the road and you know, shared your food with him. And you know, after that, he just went to church. And long story short, he's now the minister of such and such place. And like, oh, really? I've heard of that church. I didn't know he was there. Right. So mission is actively being conscious about sharing your faith. Yeah, no, it's, that's good. I like that. And you really don't know the effect you have on people another little story. So I have two people working in my yards. I have a gardener who kind of tries to grow vegetables. Uh, (laughs) And I have a yard guy who the front of our yard, we have a big Indian almond tree that just sheds leaves like no other. Then we've got grass that he needs to take care of. Then we have a house help and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we have enough work for everybody. But I spoke to this guy called Amos. I'd had had a bad, bad day. And the security came out and said, oh, such and such is here to see you. I'm like, I don't know this guy. Why do I want to talk to him? I'm, you know, I just want to sit down. Why do people have to come and bother me all the time? Okay, I'll just go say hello, have a chat, send him on his way. So I head outside. I walk down to the security booth. And as I'm getting down there, I see this guy has one leg, one and a half. You know, he's lost the other one Hmm. from a motorbike accident. And I thought, oh man, what can I do for this guy? So in the end, he tells me, oh, I'm just looking for school fees for my children, like $75 US he was looking for. And um, I'm like, oh. Felt sorry for the guy. And normally I wouldn't just kind of hand out money, but I gave him like two days work. I said, we'll see how you go. So this guy puts the stump of his leg inside his arm brace for his hands and does this full day work moving rocks for me using the arm brace and with his free hands. Yeah. I'm just going, man, that is amazing. Anyway, long story short, he's now got full-time work with another missionary because I recommended him to him. Wow. He's got, and he's, someone else has hired him, and he's able to take really good care of his family. Uh, so. Great story. Thank you. 
So finally, I always enjoy hearing the advice you would give to someone who's considering getting involved in missions themselves. So what would you say to that, let's say, maybe young person or older person kind of at the end of career and looking to be involved? Anybody can be in missions as from the context of going overseas to do something. It's not necessarily looking at what you're doing now, but it's what you're capable of doing. So one guy that my father actually recruited for SIM was a town planner. Mm. And he's like, well, no one's, no one's going to need a town planner. Right. But no, he was able to do a bunch of other uh, different things in construction and making sure, you know, things were installed properly and all. He ended up serving in East Africa somewhere, I believe, with his family. And they were in missions for 10 years as well. But yeah, it doesn't matter your skill set or what you have been doing. Mm -hmm. It matters a little bit, but it's not necessarily what your job is now. Like you could be doing heavily involved in kids ministry in church. Mm -hmm. And there's a need for someone to be involved in a field in whatever mission you're in that needs a children's worker, Mm -hmm. you know? A member care for MKs, which is what my wife has been doing for okay. the last two years. Yeah. And loved every minute of it. We have kids that are full of conversation and things like mm-hmm. that. Other people, you know, could be a plumber that it, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter what you're doing. You are needed somewhere. Right. If you have a real passion and the, you just feel God trying to throw you out the door, go because mm-hmm. the door is open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really, what people don't realize is there really is just about any role uh, that you can think of and that you're passionate about. There's a need for it out in missions. Yeah, exactly. Like my official role was SIM Projects Coordinator isn't the one that gives me the most joy in life. It's Mm -hmm. helping people get used to being in country and ongoing. Like people are still asking me um, questions about it because in some ways they feel it's a little bit rude to go and ask a librarian, but it's like, no, 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 do that because Mm -hmm. they love you trying to find out more about their culture. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't speak to South America or India or Middle East or anything, but here it's like, yeah, please. Because in some ways it opens up the opportunity for them to ask questions about Western culture or wherever you're. It's not so much what you're doing now, but what you're capable of doing. It's not what you do, but it's who you are. Mm. Because in African culture, you are almost required to have a house help, someone around your house, right. cleaning or whatever, cooking potentially. You're a yard person. You're not supposed to be the person to get out and do all the hard work. So I have a house help. I have someone that takes care of the yard and someone who does the garden simply so that they can have a job. And the money I pay out doesn't equate to what I get back from the garden, but... It opens the doors for conversations. Yeah. And those are the people that are observing you as a person. Mm-hmm. And so it's may not necessarily, not, well, it could be both ways, but it's not necessarily the role that you have that is having the most effect on someone. Yeah. If you're looking to do mission, do it. Like, <laughs> find out, like, go and explore the different mission agencies around the world. Like, I'm part of SIM. You can go and check on that if if you want to come to yeah. the wettest capital city in the world, explore. Because we have a large compound. We have a large need. And there really isn't too many roles that aren't needed around the SIM world. I know MAF, You're if you're a pilot or an engineer or whatever, or pioneers or so many. Yeah. I'll, I'll forget some if I rattle off too many. So I'll just stop there. 
but if you feel the Lord is calling you to go overseas, grab that door handle, open it and go Three. through. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think, oh, you know, I should go in a mission, but don't do anything about it. You may well come to the point where you're like, oh, I should go. But then, you know, yeah. for me, you know, what, what, I'm, what am I, 47? For some of my age, you would look at that if I'm just starting to go and wish, oh, what could I do? Like, there's plenty you can still do. Yeah. This is just our time to go home. Right. Don't let the devil distract you from going into mission. Hmm. Maybe the mission isn't overseas. Maybe it's getting involved locally in a youth group or homeless, or I used to work in social work with drug addicts and mental health and alcoholics and stuff like that. Your life experience prepares you for what the Lord has for you. If you right. open that door and you have a horrible experience, well, maybe that's not for you, but for something else. No, thank you. That's a good word. And I think you know, helpful for people who might be waiting or looking to see if that door is about to open. And like you said, just take the take the step of faith and see what God hmm. will let you be used for. Well, Mark, thank you so much for your time today and these thoughts and sharing some of your journey and stories. Always an encouragement. And in this particular case, just fun to reconnect and excited for, yeah, the next stage in your journey. And trust the Lord will lead you into good things as you return to Australia. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, lovely being here. That concludes my chat with Warwick Walker. And I hope it's been an encouragement to you to hear a bit from him and his perspective on missions and experience that he's had. And I hope that you'll tune back in for the next episode. As always, please feel free to share this with other like-minded people who might be interested to hear about missions work around the world. Thank you so much. Find us online at missionchats.com.